Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Extraordinary Expletive. You got your boy J-Dubs on the mic. And Kenny G is on this side, and today for our Saturday edition podcast, we are going to be talking about cover songs. Oh, what a beautiful sound, Kenny. Oh, oh man, man I, mm. I wish I could dabble in... And one of those tasty brews. But, Just call off, dude. It'll uh, be all right. No. No. All right, so today we are talking about cover songs. We, we, had, uh, we, we had, did talk about this a little bit before, but we haven't dedicated a full episode to that. So Yeah, yeah. I think our first uh, test episode, too, when we were screaming at each other was about covers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had a request uh, from, from Greg Hamilton. Yeah. Mr. Bunny himself. Uh, he said, you guys should do an episode on covers, man. You know, there's a lot you could talk about. There's a lot of covers out there. Yeah. So, going off the basis uh, from the get, I would say uh, covers, they definitely have to start with a very inspirational or very awesome song that would inspire somebody else to want to cover it their way. And then, from the other end of the spectrum, you have people who are just starting out in bands and need something to play so they're like well this one's cool and it's kind of easy so let's do it um i think it used to be that way but i think i think now a lot of bands are trying to use the cover they'll just cover a top 40 song to try and get famous quick yes and that's that's a money-making scheme but it, it fucking works um, um i mean yeah but then they don't stay famous it's like you did this one cover song that threw you into the spotlight and then you know, they just fade back into obscurity, uh, with maybe the exception of like "I Prevail." It was their cover of uh, "Blank Space" by Taylor Swift that really got people looking at them. And then, I mean, I can't. I I know they're still right. They're still pretty big. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, a smart decision in my opinion, because that that gets you to go and find their music after you listen to that cover. Um, for instance, uh, one of my favorites. You guys should check it out. But it's uh. Uh, betraying the Martyrs, they covered Let It Go from Frozen. And at the time that they had covered that song, Frozen was fucking huge. And, you know, every four-year-old is in their living room singing Let It Go. But they turned it into death metal. <laughs> and, uh, like, if you type in Let It Go on YouTube, they're, like, the third video that pops up. And I'd never <laughs> heard of them before that. I just found this cover one day, and I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. This was brutal. Um, they do it really well, too. Um I think personally, uh, if you're going to cover a song, uh, you you got to make it your own. You know what I mean? Like keep the the original essence of the song, but make it your kind of own style. That's a cover, not just a copy. Right. You know, but they did that really well. Um, they had changed the lyrics up just a little bit because, you know, she's singing like a female and he sings from the male perspective. And then, uh, you know, it's heavy as fuck, and then out of nowhere, it just stops, and there's this guy playing piano, and there's... I think we've talked about the video before, but his hair is blowing in the wind, and he's just screaming, let it go, let it go, and I was like, oh my god. We just turn it on my speaker and crank it up when I was living in Sharon. <laughs> it's like, this is amazing. <laughs> fuck everybody in the fucking surrounding area, because I don't care. I'm turning it as loud as I can. Yeah, um, I think, I, I mean, people have done covers for a, a long time. Uh, that's what Jimi Hendrix's only hit song was a cover, for God's sake. Only hit? Yeah. Are you kidding me? 
He only had one, what, number one hit. Oh, okay. I guess you're talking about Billboard-wise. Yeah, like Billboard-wise. Like, yeah, no, Jimi Hendrix had a bunch of, like, hit songs, but, like, you know. In the Billboard, Billboard Billboard-wise, he only had one. And that was, what, all along the Watchtower? Yeah, that was, which is a Bob Dylan song, and Bob Dylan's been covered by friggin' everybody for the history of, since Bob Dylan's been alive, which is forever, because I'm pretty sure Bob Dylan's never gonna die. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it it comes from an inspirational person or song, and Bob Dylan wrote some really good fucking music. Yeah, but it was not even that. I, like I said too, it's it's also the cash grab for like a top forty hit. We we saw this band, Metal Mafia, two T's, two F's. Okay. Okay. Weirdest fucking band ever. Well, they they were playing the uh, day and night in Cleveland, which is like three days worth of concerts you could get for like fifteen dollars. But it's a bunch of like smaller bit. The Spectra type played. That's why I was there. But um, sounds like a shitty band. Uh, I not as good a conductor. Yeah. But um, they. They had a singer, a screamer, a turntable player, a sampler, three guitarists, uh, I think two drummers, and a bassist. And they were Metal Mafia, two T's, two F's, because they kept on saying that the whole night. They're like, we are Metal Mafia, two T's, two F's. And they did a cover of um, Cell by AWOL Nation. Mm. That was like their big thing, because this is 2000. 13 2014 okay when that song was still big yeah uh but that that band was just fucking trash i haven't heard their version but i would definitely say uh devil driver covered sale and it's really good actually you know what i think they had a screamer and there was a black lady and i think there was another dude that was singing as well oh that's good so this band had like 10 people in it and it didn't need that many people yeah uh god Trying the, to be a rock opera. Yeah, basically. Really. I And I think a lot of that started, too. A lot of, well, if you go back to, um, in 92, is when our Faith No More did their cover of Easy. Oh, okay. Like, Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, that, that really kicked it off, though, where, like, these metal bands are doing, like, these off-the-wall covers. Yeah. That was, had... like, the first one to do it. And then Metallica did Garage Inc. in, like, what, 98? Yeah. Uh Orgy's Blue Monday came out in like '97, and that was a New Order cover. Yeah, I, I didn't Google it. I should have, but I wonder like what the very first cover song ever was. Oh, gee. well, I mean, you go back though. You have uh, like blues artists were doing um, like um, "Where Did You Sleep Last Night" was like a Lead Belly song. Yeah, I mean, you had Nirvana doing that. Nirvana did that, but actually, and I've seen Lead Belly. He did like Black Betty. And Black Betty's like an old slave song. Yeah. And then uh, who got big off of that? Uh, I can't think of the band name. Oh. They did like the, the, the good guitar cover of it. I can't fucking think. Jesus. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, You're going to get shit on for that. Yeah. We're going to get shit on for that. Whoa, Black Betty. Panda Lamp. <laughs> That's Sorry, stupid meme. Um. But, okay, okay, so tracing back, you know, to old but, slave songs, well, it, and somebody's like, hey, this was never wrote down on paper. Yeah. What if we made it into a song? You go, well, you go from there, but then uh, what exploded with fucking cover songs is whenever they came out with Punk Goes Crunk. Yes. That, uh, yeah, I really wanted to touch base on that. Um, I would say before Punk Goes Crunk, or it may have been on the same album, but it was uh, Devil Wears Prada. 
covered Still Fly. It was the very first metal song I'd ever heard covered. I think um, that, I mean, Devil Wears, that is what, you know, made them uh, famous. famous. Yeah. I mean, they would have gotten big regardless, but that's what really put them on the map. Yeah, like metal covering rap just, I don't know, really works. Um, you got that rhythm, you know, uh, rhythm and blues section even, like from the rap and the beats and stuff, and then you can really cover that on the bass and drums. And it's like, okay, well, can we throw some some super heavy guitar riffs over top of this shit? And fuck yeah, we can. And then, all right, well, why don't we just yell all the lyrics? <laughs> okay, cool. But it turned out really neat, dude. I still bump Still Fly to this day. I still bump Bring the Noise. That wasn't really a cover, that was like a crossover. Oh, with... Uh... Anthrax and Public Enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not... Yeah, I wouldn't consider that a cover then, huh? I don't know. Well, yeah. okay, let's talk about this... Uh... Punko's Crunk. Now, the thing that originally bugged me about it was it's not fucking punk music. No, no. It's all screamo or hardcore or metalcore nowadays. But um, that bled into uh, Pop Goes Punk, and that's the one that got really big, like uh, Pop Goes Punk 7. Every, everyone did a Pop Goes out. Punk. A, a, day that remember, a Day to Remember did yeah. a few of them. Yeah, they were on a couple. Um, Asking Alexandria was on a few. Silverstein. Silverstein. Um, uh, geez, I'm trying to think of uh, The World Alive. I've never heard of the band before until Pop Goes Punk 3 came out, and they'd covered Kanye's West, Heartless. And it was like one of my favorites. But they did a lot of really neat covers. And in my personal opinion, it takes a lot of talent for somebody to do that shit. Um, I sat down and I wrote a cover, um, it's on a notebook somewhere, but of Little Wayne's Wasted, but you have to literally think in the mindset of, okay, what fucking note is that 808 drum in? And, uh, you know, try and play off of the same key that that rap beat is in. Yeah. And it, it's, it's difficult really, but, um, you get it down and then you get a rhythm and then from there you have to be like, okay, well, how am I doing the vocals? Blah, 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 blah. Um, I've seen a lot of neat shit come out, you know, but I give mad respect to the Pop Goes Punk crew because the covers that they do are like damn near perfect. You know what I mean? Like, right. I've seen Lady Gaga covers and, you know, uh, Akon covers, like, just like you said, off the wall shit. And they're amazing. Um, not sure how often you browse YouTube. Um, I I watch different YouTube videos almost every day. It's the perfect toilet uh, <laughs> site. Yes, yes, it is. <clears throat> but going off of covers, um, I'm going to fuck up his name. However, <laughs> if you happen to see this video, please give us a like. But Leo Maraccioli, I believe, is the way you pronounce it. But this guy covers everything um he uh his youtube is uh frog leap studios but i'm literally talking everything okay i googled or i youtubed wheels on the bus metal cover and he fucking did it like he makes videos he's riding on a bus playing guitar doing and he does all this shit himself and it's it's out of this world man um he just takes inspiration from you know like you said like like top 40 kind of shit but i've never 
Googled into trying to see his like original music, but this guy does some amazing covers. Um, he covered Gojira's uh, Heaviest Matter in the Universe, but he did it on banjo. And it's called Jesus. The Heaviest Banjo in the Universe. And it's like... But... And I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. No way. And he's extremely metal. Uh, the guy reminds me of Wayne Static himself. Just like the way he looks kind of deal. But, he has a real tall hair? Um, Like, kind of. Like, you could just see it. If Wayne Static let his hair down, that's what he reminds me of. But uh, he does some really off-the-wall covers. Um, I don't know if you ever heard the band uh, uh, D'Antward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he covers Cookie Thumper by them. I mean, I've heard of them. I don't know any other stuff. <sighs> Dude, it's like South African rap music, and this guy covered one. Um, or never mind, he covers Fatty Boom Boom. And I have heard that, but I don't know. Just to, to cover that song alone, the talent there, to put that into music and put it down, like, shout out, man. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's something covers have to be. They have to be enjoyable. Right. You know, you're going to want to listen to it. There's been a few covers that I've listened to that I kind of enjoy more than the original. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, there are some, but for a lot of times I, it depends. I like, there are, there are definitely some, but for music's not purposes. You got to be like, well, that song wouldn't even exist if it weren't for the original. So you can't say you like it more. Right. Right. Um, I, there are a lot of covers I really enjoy, like, uh, who, what the fuck was I just thinking of? I lost it. I lost my train of thought. Are you rubbing your beard against the, the mic right now? No, I'm rubbing it against the pop filter, you um, idiot. Okay, well, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, I would say most people like Jimi Hendrix cover of All Along the Watchtower more yeah. than Bob Dylan's. Yeah, probably. Because most people have probably never actually heard Bob Dylan's version of that. There are some songs that people don't even know are covers. Yeah, um... Wagon Wheel? Wagon Wheel is a cover of a, of a cover. song. Yeah, yeah, it is a cover of a cover. You're correct. It's, it's a cover of a it's a cover of a song that was the cover really, of a demo yeah, that was, wasn't really ever released. That's what I was about to say. It was never really released. And they're like, dude, wait, wait. Yeah. And see, that's funny that we say that because I was going to say that when we talked about Bob Dylan. Like, he was like the guy who got covered like crazy. And it's like... Hey, dude, I haven't even released a song yet. Oh, dude, I'm covering that. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Have you put it down on track yet? No? All right, dude, I'm putting it on mine. Yeah. It's like, then you got shit that, uh, you know, I guess could go into legal battles there. Like, who wrote it first? Bob Dylan? Yeah. I guess he got writing credit for it, so. Yeah. Um, then, well, I mean, and then you have uh, Landslide by, um, oh, fuck, Stevie Nicks. Ooh, yeah. It got covered by the Smashing Pumpkins, and um, the Dixie Chicks did a cover of it, too. You're right. I don't really care for the Billy Corgan version, and or, well, the Smashing Pumpkins version, I should say. <laughs> I just don't like the way Billy Corgan sings on it. And that goes the same way with um, the Sound of Silence that the Disturbed did for the Simon and Garfunkel cover. Yeah. I hate that. I guess we're going to have to talk about them, because they did... I mean, Land of Confusion. Yes. Um, they covered some Genesis. Uh I felt like he, he did a really good job on the Genesis. Yeah, I, I I thought that one was good. I did not like The Sound of Silence. Well, and people like praise it. It's like, oh my god, it's so good. I'm like, it's garbage. Garfunkel himself said that he liked it. Garfunkel was a liar. Yeah, that's definitely some something I would 
hope to believe. Like, yeah, dude, just save this for promotion. Yeah. We'll give you $400,000. Yeah. Like, okay. Something like that. Yeah, dude, I loved it. Well, it yeah, amazing. but you think, I feel like he just was like, man, I'm going to get backlash if I say this is trash. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to go to that band and ask permission. Like, if you're going to release something like that, you know. Right. Um, a lot of local bands, which definitely we got to get into, you know, cover bands. These guys aren't putting this stuff out on, you know, record and selling it. So no royalties really involved. However, like you even said, if uh, I forget the person you said, like, hey, if such and such from this band came in right now and you're like, hey, dude, can you play oh, I was us? talking about Donnie Iris. Yeah. Hey, can you play us a song? Then there's still royalties involved because he played that song live and somebody else owns it. Yeah. But Taylor Swift I, doesn't even own her own catalog anymore. I guess that's a touchy subject, man. Yeah. That's um, sadly one of the reasons, um, you know, I can't invite, I guess we can't invite a couple bands on because, you Think know, they thieves. do covers. Think of Thieves. Yeah, they're not even existing anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and, well, moved to Michigan. cover bands just as a whole that are, like, so important to a local music scene because people... Uh, you know, I I would love to go out and see a band play original music, but a vast majority of people want to go out and you know hear songs they know. Yeah, you know, what I mean that's why you have bands like uh, Velveeta and uh, Government Cheese or bands around. Well, I think Velveeta is like more. Why are they both both dairy products? I have no idea. And they're both cover bands. Uh, I'm per- I know Velveeta is. I've seen them live a few times, and they're actually really good. It, uh, their lead singer. They played um, Outshine, and he was like, I apologize, I'm going to do my best Chris Cornell. He's like, no one can do it good, but I'm going to try my best. And they played Outshine, and it actually wasn't half bad. Nice. They were, they, were, they were really good live. I really enjoyed those guys, but they don't really play around here anymore because they tore down Tully's, so. Okay. Yeah, and then, I mean, in our local scene, um, we are in the Mercer, Sharon, Hermitage, Majory, Youngstown area kind of big broad spectrum there but we've got like five deep um the side effects uh you can you can go to multiple places around here and see those guys play and they're fucking awesome at what they do uh jess's cousin uh bob dodato he is the drummer for the side effects and you know you go out and you see them play um there's a lot of energy there you know um but they're more in my opinion and and in no offense but i feel like they're kind of copycat in it you know what i mean just to get that original feel right because you got a lot of old heads out there right now who hey maybe they don't want to go and travel and see such and such band or because you can't you know what i mean right um for god's sakes like when fucking uh motley crew came back dude you know like vince was fat as fuck yeah and, yeah was, uh. and it's just not that same vibe they probably got in 79 80 you know? <laughs> it was like all right yeah you should probably hang it up dude do you know what song though i just thought of that, that probably is more famous that it's probably the most famous it's probably the most well-liked cover of a song that it would be uh johnny cash and hurt yes that's probably like the most popular one but that is also another one that you said nobody knows is a cover no, a lot of people don't. So many times in my life, and I'm not even kidding to count on two hands. It's more than that. I've gotten in an argument about that. Dude, that's a Nine Inch Nail song. No, it's not, dude. Johnny Cash fucking wrote that. No, he didn't. Uh, His last album was just a cover album because he, he did a yeah. lot of covers on it. He did, uh, out, he did uh, fucking Rusty Cage by Soundgarden was one of those songs. <laughs> and I don't really like that version of his. No? 
Well, Johnny Cash doesn't sing. He just talks fast. It's a different... <laughs> Uh, you're right. <laughs> you never uh, thought of it before. I didn't. <laughs> Jake Zager pointed that out to me because, like, I guess his grandfather said it to him. Oh Jesus, man! Yeah, that's that's fucking funny. But you're correct. Um, I haven't heard that Rusty Cage at all. I, I don't. I've, I don't really care for it. I'll check it out and see. But uh, it still hurt. Was a Nine Inch Nails cover and. I found mad respect in the dude covering Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like that song. He did a I, really I like both, good. I like both versions. Yeah, um, Trent Reznor's version is a little bit more eerie and kind of drug fueled. Kind of, uh, it's hey, kind you, of about his heroin addiction. Yeah, you can have my empire of dirt. Like, I'm fucking shooting up. Yeah, and then Johnny Cash is like, my life sucks and I'm getting old. You can have it. Well, he he died like three months after yes. that came out too. Yes. Is that irony or coincidental? I don't know. I think that's, I think that's coincidental. That's a sad fact of life. Yeah. It's popular as shit, though. A lot of people know that song. But like I said, if you ask them, hey, uh, you ever heard the song "Hurt"? Oh yeah, by Johnny Cash. And no. Mm-mm. 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 But I guess going back to what I said, there are some versions of songs that. You know, I like more than the original, and I guess those people who know that Johnny Cash version don't know the original, so obviously they like that one more. I like Metallica's Whiskey in the Jar better than Thin Lizzy's. Oh, dude, yeah, we said Garage Incorporated. Why didn't I say anything? Sorry yeah, for that. Yeah, and they, they, they also did the fucking um, loud part. The fucking Tuesday's Gone with the Wind. Tuesday's Gone. I don't really remember that one. I remember they did the um, Die, Die, My Darling. Yeah, by uh, Misfits. Misfits. Uh, that was and, a really weird thing for them to do, but that was I was excited. Am, I heard it. Am I Evil was a cover too. Do you know that Metallica song? The well, it's Metallica's cover. I don't know it. Oh, I always thought it was a Metallica song actually for a long time. Turns out it was uh, Diamond Head did it, and I've never even listened to Diamond Head. Some British metal band from the eighties. Well, glad for them reaching out and doing that shit. Yeah. Because like I said, you know, then that gets you to be like, oh, well, Di- who's Diamond Head? Yeah, yeah. Let me go check them out real quick. I think I think that's really good. Yeah, but I don't know. Does that work for if you're like, hey, hey, oh, hey, we yeah, haven't I, been I really a band li- for 30 years. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I really basically. like this metal band. Let me go. Oh, they did a little wing cover. Let me go check out this Wheezy. Like, I don't know. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't always work like that. It, I guess with, uh, with Metallica... It was kind of the same genre. If like you do, you said, yeah, it was a British you, metal band. If you do like, if they do like genres, yeah. But whenever it's you know that off the wall shit, it's not really. I think that's my favorite though. I like. I'm gonna stress that so much. Um, you have other genres of music that cover a different genre of music, and you're like, what? Speaking of Metallica, um, I personally uh, have, over the past three years, have gotten really into bluegrass music. Uh, bluegrass and folk, uh, I don't know, that's like that rootsy kind of country shit. Not that pop billboard bullshit, but there's a band out there called Iron Horse, and they strictly do cover albums, but they pick a certain band, and they'll cover that whole thing. Um, they do a whole Metallica album, and it's called Fade to Bluegrass. Jesus. <laughs> it's amazing, man. Um, 
I never actually listened super hard to the words of The Unforgiven until I heard their cover of it. Like, I was like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. it's about a guy being shunned and, like, just, like, told he was a piece of shit all his life until he finally died and just regretted his entire life decisions up until that point. I was like, okay, that's fucking neat. Um, they obviously do Fade to Black on that album as well. And then um, they do uh, a Led Zeppelin one. And they also have, I forget the name of the Zeppelin album, but the other one is uh, Picking on Modest Mouse. Because, you know, finger picking. Yeah. It's kind of punny, bro. But, yeah, they do Picking on Modest Mouse. They do Bluegrass Cover of Float On and all that shit. It's neat album. Uh, neat band. You should check them out. We either just did their cover of fucking Africa by Toto. Oh. I didn't like it. No? Weezer's one of those bands for me that they're j- just... After Beverly Hills, I gave up. They just... It's just with every coming album, I'm like, just stop, please. Just yeah. stop. Dude, just... We get it. Like... Go hang out with Buddy Holly. You had a few good... It was just... They started here, and then they peaked with Pinkerton for me, and then just... just it's been a steady decline. I, I don't... They did another Toto song too, but I forget which one. Africa's probably the only Toto song I know. Africa is probably the only Toto song that I know as well. I want to see I want to see a the pop artist do like met, like cover metal band now. I want to see like Demi Lovato be like, "All right, here's a uh, Global Warming, you know, by Gojira." Okay. And see Demi Lovato do that. Something you like go that. go check out a guy on YouTube. Um, since we are YouTube people, I'd like to promote others. But uh, there's a guy called D at C. The letter D at S-E-A. Um, he does acoustic covers of death metal songs. And they are out of this fucking world. Uh, Jay Rhodes first showed me it. And I was like, what? He does a, um, I can't even say metal cover. He covers uh, Carry On by Parkway Drive. And, you know, that's like, carry on, in a moment I'm lost. And it's just, you know, heavy as fuck. And uh, he's just playing an acoustic guitar. Just carry on, in a moment I'm lost. And, dude, it's fucking beautiful, man. Um, w- the craziest one I've seen him do. Sorry, uh, it seemed like you were going to say something. but No, I was, no, still, I was uh, just like, thought. turning. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but he does... Um, an acoustic cover of Thy Art is Murder. That seems weird. Um, Reign of Darkness. I don't know if you know the song. Uh, heavier than shit. I mean, blast beats and everything, dude. But when he turns it into this acoustic version, it's, I don't know, fucking amazing, man. You really hear the lyrics. I think that's a very cool idea because we've, we've discussed this before. Like, metal has... Some really meaningful lyrics, man. It's not just "Hey, let's go kill goats and hail Satan." Like sometimes, some <laughs> yeah, definitely sometimes. But it's poetic, you know what I mean. And um, I, I, I mean, I'm gonna speak the lyrics there, but you you never really heard them. For those of you who dismiss metal because I don't understand what they're saying, you know, DC really puts that out on the page, and you're like, oh fuck, yeah, dude, that song is crazy. But he says, uh, "Fear me." I am the destruction of innocence. I am the violence embodied in flesh. I am the pain in the bones of the mortal shell. I am death. But he, like, you can hear how that's 
metal as fuck. Mm-hmm. Fear me. I am the destruction of innocence. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But he does it just slowly, kind of old 2000s emo kind of style, and just strumming on an acoustic guitar. Fear me, I am the destruction of innocence. I am the violence in Batted and Flash. And you're like, what? Yeah, but- <laughs> dude. My wife looks him up, and she'll share shit to me. She's like, hey, look, DNC covered blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, like, she's the one I, uh, we, we go nuts about the Die Artist Murder one. Like, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Kenny, I've been talking a lot. You should probably say Oh, something. no, no. No, because I'm just thinking about stuff. Cause I get it, dude. I think I, about stuff. I, well, I'm thinking about different cover songs, and I just... I I don't know. I don't really... Dare we talk about Five Finger Death Punch? What, the... the... They covered LL Cool J. Yeah, they covered LL Cool Mama J. Mama Go Knock You Out? Yeah. I didn't... I don't like Five Finger Death Punch, though. That's why I said Dare We Talk About it. Yeah. I have a different name for him, but I can't. I can't say it on air. What are you? What are you a five <laughs> or, finger? No, pussy? Some, somebody said it to me. And I'm like, wow, that's that's funny. Oh. Somebody called him a, a fag finger dick punch, and I was like, that's funny. Wow. Yeah, that's uh. I Kinda. guess offensive now. Yeah, that's really offensive. <laughs> Super offensive. Uh, if you guys uh, notice the asterisk in our uh, podcast, it says um, mature audiences. So. Yeah. Just be sure to note that, you know, we're not for the kids. <laughs> yeah. We say fuck a lot. Uh, they, but, Trevor, hey, can I swear on this yeah. podcast? Dude, you already said shit 12 times. Oh, fuck, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, They. I, I don't really care for Five Finger Death Punch at all. I mean, they. the, the mama, mama said knock you out. It was It was a decent cover, I guess, but. It kind of followed the same uh, format of every Five Finger Death Punch song. Hey, I'm angry. Yeah. I had a bad day. My mom's going to knock me out. Yeah. 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 As uh, Jake Zager once put it, his lyrics were basically, I had a bad day and my day was not good. I'm sad. And like, it's funny because they even sang it like that. Yeah. I said, mama going to knock you out. Yeah. It was okay. My stepdad was really excited about it. He's like, dude, check this out. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I really liked White Knuckles. That was nice. What about Weird Al? Is Weird Al like... I, he's gotta be. Is he he's like a, a cover satirical... Ar- he's a satirical cover artist. Yes. And he does some amazing shit. He does. Like I said, he makes it his own. Well, he did... I think, I'm pretty sure he did Bohemian Rhapsody, I think. Did he? I've never heard that. Oh, uh, you know what? Dave show it was a pan- Panic at Disco covered Bohemian Rhapsody and Dave was so excited about it and I didn't like it at all. What's and, his name? Brendan Leary. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, he he was. She showed me and I'm John. Kidding. He was I'm like, kidding. I was yeah, just... Brandon Leary. You're... Yeah. If you listen to our podcast, I really yeah. like you. Yeah. You're my wife. You are very you talented. <laughs> you are very talented. Um, that's a Dave Busco joke though. Yeah. You gotta say fuck that band. All right, but sorry. Go on, go on. He showed it to us and he was so excited, like so good, and I was like. Because yeah. there are songs I don't think you should cover. There are definitely songs I'm like, do don't cover that. Don't do Bohemian Rhapsody. It's hard. Uh, it were, who was it? Bad Wolves? Just, was it Bad Wolves? Just did Zombie by Cranberries? Is it Bad Wolves? I was just telling my wife it was Ginger. Yeah, I think it, it was Bad Wolves. And now they're on they're on tour with somebody big I just saw. But that 
I don't cover the cranberries. You leave the cranberries alone. It wasn't a bad cover, though. I love the cranberries, so you, yeah. leave, the, you leave the cranberries alone. That's the way I feel about it. I never really liked that cranberry song, though, so when somebody did like a cover of it, I'm like, I don't like this at all. Yeah, leave it alone, man. Yeah. All right? I didn't really like the song to begin with. Don't fuck with it. Yeah. Well, maybe, they, you know, see, that's how I feel covers. Like, there's occasional times. If somebody ever covered Dreams by the Cranberries, I would go there and just, I would find them. I would end them. Just I would flip over just, everything in the venue. Yeah. Listen. You leave Dreams alone. Yeah. The only break, dreams that you're going to have is when you're lying the fuck down. Yeah, baby. After I knock your ass out. Yeah. Come here, bitch. Yeah. Now, I, I feel like covers, there are a certain time when a musical artist or musician picks up a guitar and they're like, "What? I love this song, but what if I could do it a little bit better? Like, I, feel, I feel where he's coming from. I feel like, well, I just think that the whole format of how covers were done has changed, though, because it used to be your band, you get established, you do a cover, you know, throw a nod out there. Whereas now it's it's bands are like, we're going to do a cover to get famous. Yeah. You know, it used to be, hey, we're rising, we're going to do a cover now. And people were going to, you know, go nuts. Now it's like, we're going to do a cover to try and be famous. So, and before, like, it seemed like whenever you'd hear a cover song, it would be a song that was like 10, 15 years old. Now it's like, this song came out six months ago. It was a smash hit. We're going to do a cover of it and re-release and like, you know, release it and see if we can get, like, that's what I prevailed did with Blank Space. Yeah. Blank Space by Taylor Swift was out for like six months and then they're like, let's do a cover. It made them huge. I feel like it's both, man. Because there's still bands out there that are really big, and they will do a cover as a tribute to another band. Yeah, well... It's... Like I told you, we've seen um, BT Band play Between the Buried and Me. Yeah. And they came out for an encore, and they did... Oh, Bohemian my Rhapsody. God. They did um, The Day I Tried to Live by Soundgarden, and that is one of the best covers I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, like when they do a cover, and you're really in love with that song... And they hit it so well, like it almost brings tears to your eyes. Like you know, you get goosebumps, man. Oh no! You're the, like, holy fuck. Um, Third Eye Blind did a cover of Mine, which was a Beyonce song. Really? Yeah. It, they just did it for. Uh, it wasn't their last album. It was <clears throat> Dopamine, which came out in 2015 or 2016. No, Dopamine's been around since humans were. Well, like, yeah, yeah, I know, but I mean the album, Do- oh, the Third Eye Blind well, album, bad. Dopamine. So, so you weren't being very specific. Okay, well, sorry, but they, uh, they did that, but it was weird because I saw them on. It was their first show of their tour, so like, you know, they were fresh, they were rested. They, they for some reason, they were starting their tour in Cleveland, Ohio. I don't know why. They're from California, but they were like, let's start in Cleveland, Ohio. Worked way back. Yeah, they were playing with uh, Dashboard Confessional. Was opening. That's a really good band. Why didn't we talk about that on I Because I don't really like Dashboard <laughs> Confessional. But they... There's another... Dashboard uh, Confessional's opening. Have you ever been to Jacob's Pavilion? Is it Blossom? No. Jacob's Pavilion at Nautica. It's a smaller venue in Cleveland. It's I like, have not been, okay. Like, it's not the one on the pier. It's, no, we've, it's we've discussed by the this. River. I'm a piece of shit. It's by the river or the lake, whatever the fuck. Cleveland, Cleveland's on a lake, so it's by the lake. Anyway. You sure it's not a river? It's not. A, well, there was also a burning river there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Great um, Lakes. So they, yeah, that beer tastes like every other beer they have, though. <laughs> they, uh, they, they started playing mine, and like the crowd got out. Like The crowd kind of got out of it. 
but then they're playing the same exact beat and he starts singing losing a whole year and they transition it perfectly into that and that gave me goosebumps because like i was kind of out of it and then he started singing the lyrics i'm like holy fuck like that was a great that was probably the best concert i've ever been to in my life (laughs) (laughs) that's a neat thing to do um i've had quite a few run-ins with musicians in my lifetime and uh this guy by the name of Dave Pratt he's from Charlottesville he came over we were just jamming one day just throwing originals back and forth and he started playing a cover of uh, 40 Ounce to Freedom by Sublime and so he's playing it and he's like 40 Ounce to Freedom blah 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 blah, blah. and he starts playing um, Lazy by Bruno Mars in the chorus Today I don't feel like doing anything. It was the same exact rhythm, same exact chords. Dude, I was like, that's fucking cool, man. Yeah. You know, uh, medleys are neat. You know, you never really see rappers do covers of other rap songs. Uh, Lil Wayne? Lil- Excuse me, Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne? Yeah. What did he cover? No Ceilings? That entire album. Every beat was another person's song. Oh, I didn't know that. I just, well, no, I mean, like, I don't, like, I've never, like, Snoop Dogg isn't like, all right, I'm going to do this Walk a Flock a song now, like, at a concert. Like, no, yeah, I I feel that. Yeah, because it's it's hard to do that. Um, Rap is a a, a different, different monster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Which we should definitely do an episode on that coming up. I think, too, because a lot of rap songs have, like, 15 people. Or you have freestyling in it. Yeah. So it's shit that just comes off the top of the head. Um, in in No Ceilings, um, for instance, like he uses their beats, but he's like, yo, I'm going to wreck this beat. And he just, he says, pers- like, there's, he didn't write shit down. Right. Like he just sang it. Like, here you go. So that leads me to believe like every Lil Wayne song that you listen to live is going to be a little bit different. You but, know what I mean? Lil Wayne... Just left that Blink-182 tour. Just left that Blink-182 tour. <laughs> I knew it was going downhill from the day I seen the fucking lineup. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's... Ah, what a weird, weird combination of people. I've never been to a rap concert, so I don't know what they're like. I have not either. I always... I just picture a bunch of people standing around. Yeah. Smoking bloods. Yeah. So basically, like, the same thing as, like... A metal concert. Yeah. <laughs> Except Just without, without the, the mosh pit. pits? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny as fuck. I always wanted to see the uh, the Up and Smoke tour. It was like Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Dr. Dre. Eminem. Cypress, was Cypress Hill on that show? I don't know. They Somebody been. told me they were at a Cypress Hill concert, and they said whenever they came out, it was like a fog came over the fucking crowd because everyone was lighting up at the same time. What was that band you said? Fuck, we talked about this. But you're like... He comes out to play the encore, and there's just like a cloud of marijuana smoke, and he's like, "Oh, no!" He could no, that was Silverstein. He was came it? Out, he came out to play acoustic afterwards. Oh yeah, and yeah. And he yeah. came outside, and he could smell the weed. Yeah. He was like, "Jeez!" Somebody was like, "You love doing? it." He was like, "No, <laughs> yeah, that's bad, man." Yeah. Oh man, I I think covers are just they're important to a local music scene now. They're important to everybody. Important to a lot of bands. Um, it's weird too because you see a, a band like Metallica was inspired by Motorhead, and then Motorhead covers Metallica. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
They did a uh, Whiplash. The uh, there was a tribute album for Metallica. What is or, it? I forgot what it was called, but the student becomes the master. The master. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow, man, that guy's pretty fucking good. I'm gonna do his shit too. Yeah. But I, I guess, like you said, you know, nowadays people are doing it to make money, but like. You know, early 80s. I feel, I feel better when it's like a tribute. Shit. Yeah, yeah, because then that's a nod to this band. Like, hey, guys, check these guys yeah, out. Yeah, it's not because... They're dude, not going to flip out like, Yo, no, you can't fucking play my song, dude. Yeah. I fucking wrote that. Yeah. I. Yeah, I don't know. But let's, I mean, let's talk, let's go back to cover bands, you know, around the local area. Like, you go to see a live band at a, you know, at a bar... It's a hard thing to do. Yeah, that, um, well, that's what I mean. Because I even we I uh, got an email address for for Chris Eaton, so he could like go play it, like know the sellers or whatever. Yeah, I got on the email address of the lady who books all that. She's like, "Well, make sure he does a, a bunch of cover songs, because that's what could, that's what gets people in." And I'm like, "Man, that's kind of shitty." Yeah, that bugs me, man. I'm yeah, because like, hey, look, this guy's got a lot of talent. And he I was does like, a lot yeah, of I was like, shit. I was like, yeah, he has you know a few of his own songs. She's like, okay, well, make sure he does a few covers. And I'm like. My buddy Dave Peters, um, he plays um, acoustic covers of a lot of stuff, uh, especially stuff that you've not heard. Um, <laughs> like one of my favorite, uh, he does Swordfish Trombone by uh, Tom Waits, and you know people are like, "What?" Like people don't know who Tom Waits is, but they know who Tom Waits is. Yeah, because they've heard his shit. Uh, but anyways, like Dave does his own covers of stuff. You know what I mean? And he plays a lot of neat shit, and he'll go out and play all kinds of stuff, dude. And when you're watching them, it's almost like originals, just because you're not really familiar with said music. So, how does that work? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, you're watching covers, but like at the same time, you're like, wow, this is kind of new to me. But it's it's awesome to watch Dave play. He's got a lot of energy live. Um, you can tell that he really loves what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And... He doesn't like doing that poppy bullshit, you know what I mean? He wants to cover stuff that he listens to that was amazing in his time. And by his time, like, he's, like, you know, fucking three years older than me, two years older than me. Us. But most people have never heard of that shit, so he's just trying to open up their eyes, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know. I think there should be a disclaimer, though, before a song be like, this is a cover. And then... Yeah, Kurt did it backwards, though. Yeah. That was a David Bowie song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> MTV Unplugged? Yeah. Uh, I, the first time I actually ever heard... Actually, I didn't know that was a David Bowie song for a long time in my youth. Until he said it at the end, right? Well, yeah, but I only ever heard it on the radio. Oh, yes, yeah, so they came early. Yeah, they never had him where he's like, this, that was a David Bowie song. So I just you know, thought that was like a Nirvana song. Yeah. For a while. A lot of the MTV Unplugged was specifically covers. A lot of those, a lot of those bands did do covers. Yeah, they did Lead Belly, Meat Puppets, David Bowie. I think that's it. Uh, Lake of Fire was Meat Puppets, right? Yes. I feel like you did one more. I don't know though. There are a lot of bands. I think every band does covers. Actually, you have to. Um, my recent project that. Kind of fell apart. Except for Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Yeah, can you imagine, covered. like, Bob Dylan, like, when he turns 99, he's just going to drop a cover album 
of everybody's covers of his songs that, that they did. And it's just going to be the original songs that he did. And everybody's going <laughs> to lose their shit. They're going to be like, dude, this is amazing. Did you hear this cover of this cover that Bob Dylan did? Nobody's going to know that Bob Dylan was originally the one who wrote the song. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to lose it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with today's youth, too, is um, they don't know who these older artists are. Because I remember, what was it? So I was Re- talking about Dave, man. Rihanna, yeah. Rihanna, Kanye West, and Paul McCartney did that song, and people were like, this Paul McCartney guy's going to be huge. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, dude, there were memes about that going crazy. Yeah. It's Paul McCartney, and they're like, dude, Kanye did this guy a favor. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, like it, it that makes me mad. That makes me yeah. That literally makes me mad. The Beatles are like the biggest rock band of all time. Even going off of uh, like Old Town Road, dude. There's okay, and this is a quote from the internet, but there's literally a generation of people out there who, who are going to know Billy Ray Cyrus is the from guy. Old, Old Town. Town Road, and it breaks my achy breaky heart. You know, that was God. a fucking thing, man. Holy shit. Yeah, but Achy Breaky Heart's like the only thing Billy Ray Cyrus is ever known for until he had Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I think Miley Cyrus should cover Achy Breaky Heart. She did a couple covers. She did Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. She's not too bad. When How does, do you feel about... Um... Is Leonard Skinner a cover band now? <laughs> do they just Is Leonard Skinner the Leonard Skinner cover band now? I don't know. Because Quiet Riot was in Sharpstrom. They have, like, one original member. And he isn't even, like, an original member. He was the guy who came in, like, you know, like, two years later. The legalities issue, I don't know. I don't even know. Can you perform with those? Like, with Pink Floyd, that was a big deal. Uh, You know, Roger Waters left. They did separate tours. What's What's the fucking Pink Floyd cover band called? Which one? The one that's really big. There's a couple. Wish You Were Here. Uh, they play in... That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's what I'm th- thinking you're thinking of. They play in uh, a lot of shows in Ohio and stuff. Um, my favorite Sorry, is... Sorry, they're not, they're not a cover band. They're a tribute band. Yes, but... Okay, that's a good thing to talk about. Because they are a cover band. But they're a tribute band. <laughs> but all they play is covers. Right. Uh, Wish You Here was awesome. Um i seen them play in, what's that town right outside of Youngstown by Niles? Warren? Yeah, at the Warren Amphitheater. Thank you. <laughs> i seen them play, and um, I'm, a, I'm a huge, huge Pink Floyd fan. Uh, just, I just want to like say that. I've listened to everything they have, and uh, this band comes out, and they open up with fucking shit off their first album and i was like oh my god this is astronomy domain yeah and like this old head sitting next to me he's like uh what are you talking about will you reach over and hit decline on that it's two o'clock you gotta slide it to your right you got it dude i believe in you yeah sorry i'm tarted i forgot my phone was down here <laughs> but um anyways yeah so they open up with astronomy domain and I was like, holy fuck, man. There was this old head sitting next to me. I was uh, I was there with Isaac Leonard and uh, two of his friends. And they're old heads. And they're like, I don't even know this song. And I was like, what? 
I'm literally 20 years younger than you, and you don't know this song. Um, okay, uh, but that's you got. You got to be a big fan. You know what I mean? Right, because there there are people who are big fans of a band, and they'll go there. They're like, yeah, I know all the songs. And there are people who are like, I just know a few of the songs they play on the radio, and that's fucking, you know. Yes. And I hate when you go to a concert and everyone's like, Freebird. And I'm like, no one likes Freebird in the first place. Yeah. I actually was at a Streetlight Manifesto show. And... Ska covers are good. Ska covers are amazing. Did you ever... Um, Hold on, let me finish this story. Cause sorry. We got something we, we got to go into. But anyways, at a Streetlight Manifesto show, this guy opens up for them. His name is Dan Podhast. And uh, he asked the crowd... And he set me up, man. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> he set me up. And uh, he goes, all right. He goes, you guys got any requests, anything you want us to play? I'm drunk, and I just started screaming, Freebird! He goes, oh, hell yeah. Hey, dude, this song's for you, man. And um, he just starts playing this original. <laughs> and he's in the chorus, he goes, in every crowd, there's some asshole screaming, you suck, play some Skinner. And I was like, I did not say that. You are a good person. I like your music, and now I'm a dickhead because I told you to play Freebird. Fuck you, man. <laughs> but he was cool as shit. But uh, ska covers. I was going to say the uh, the real big fish version of Take On Me. Oh, it was so good, dude. Yeah. So good. It's it's a really fun and energetic cover. Yeah. Because, uh, well, the old one's like, the original, I shouldn't say the old one. The original version is like more mellow, but that one's like a lot more upbeat. Yeah, upbeat and fast. Yeah. Uh, I love to see it live. They were awesome doing it. Um, uh, going back to Streetlight Manifesto, they released a whole album that was literally just covers, man. A and lot of bands do that. Uh, it's sweet. Machine Head's B-side to The Blackening was all We're covered. talking about ska. I'm Fuck sorry. Machine Head bullshit. I'm sorry. Well, we were talking about how whole albums are covers. There's that one, and then... Uh, Between Them Buried and Me had an entire cover album, too. Um, Playing on the ska thing. You ever heard of uh, Me First and the Gimme Gimme's? Yes. Yeah, dude. If nobody has, that you was, guys should check this out. That was like Fat out. Mike's super group. Yeah, Fat Mike from NoFX, man. The f- what the fuck did they cover? They covered everything. I was going to say, didn't they, they had a whole everything. cover album? Um, they had three cover albums. They did one that was a bunch of old Westerns, one that was just like regular old eighties music. And then the other one was like early nineties bullshit. Uh, they were, they were neat as fuck and they played everything in the style of punk rock. And Oh God, Rage Against the Machine even did a cover album. Really? Renegades. The whole album was a cover album. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. You would never know that. Was it Renegades? I think so, but I'm pretty sure the entire album was a cover album. You just never know because they they made it their own, and that's the way it should be. Like that's how the the, the Streetlight album. Um, I mean, they covered, which was a cover of a cover, but they covered uh, "99 Red Balloons," and uh, I mean, Goldfinger did that. I say it was fucking awesome. There's another punk band or ska band that did that. Yeah, Goldfinger is sweet. That was besides Superman from Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk that's like what, what the got them best going, video game soundtrack of all time that whole like that whole spiel man uh that got me in a lot of bands like Tony Hawk had a crazy fucking soundtrack especially when you got in the later games like uh Tony Hawk Underground Tony Hawk Underground 2 uh 
you you literally had a radio and you could like choose what songs to pick and stuff. Yeah, like that was fucking cool. But yeah, uh, Goldfinger did Ninety Nine Red Balloons, and then um, Streetlight Manifesto covered it. They also covered like the Postal Service. They did um, oh, what is it? I can't think of the name. The freckles in her eyes are mirror images, and when we kiss, they're perfectly aligned. Such great heights. There it is. The Postal Service. You know what I mean? That's it's a fucking crazy band to cover. Uh, I was like, all right. <laughs> it's a ska cover of it. Um, they covered, uh, what is it? Death by, oh, the Mad Caddies. No, that's, that's the wrong name. No, it's called Afterlife. In the afterlife. I have no idea what that one is. Jesus, man. You should check it out. It's a sweet album. They cover a bunch of stuff. And it's just their tribute. Kind of like you said, you know what I mean? It's their nod yeah. to everybody else. Like, hey guys, this is shit that really inspired me back in the day. Yeah. Check it out. It's cool as fuck. So that's going to make me like, oh, this is definitely not a Streetlight song. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go look it up. I'm going to go look up this Wheezy song, man. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean... um, with with Machine Head's cover though, they did that negative creep cover, and that one was fucking awesome. You showed me that one. Yeah, I was excited about it. That's pretty fucking awesome. You don't often see good Nirvana covers, and dude, yeah, that was that was perfect. Just Kurt's voice, like it had that deep tone in the song. Yeah, and Machine Head's "I'm a Negative Creep." <laughs> I was like, dude, fuck yeah, yeah. man! Like, uh, I would rage when I seen that shit. Um, Pink Floyd is a band that's hard to cover. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, shout out to David Busco and Wanderer, because at my wedding, um, they, I asked they them, played their uh, flagpole instead cover. No, uh, I asked them to play "In the Flesh" by Pink Floyd, and, and they did it, and they did it well. I was like, so stoked, dude. I was like, okay, <laughs> like he was like, you, yeah, <laughs> like because Dave's a huge Floyd fan too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he was down as fuck to do He that. has a Floyd arm. Yeah. <laughs> All the way to the shoulder. <laughs> uh, that's another shirt I want to make. <laughs> Says it on the back. Extraordinary expletives. All the way to the shoulder. <laughs> it should be a long sleeve and just say it up the arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the back, it'll say, preachy, preachy. <laughs> uh, but, um, so Dave covered uh, In the Flesh, and that was good. But going... Um, like mainstream big bands, uh, I went to go see Mushroom Head, and they also covered it in the flesh. And I was oh, like, wow. "Holy shit, dude!" That's weird. Yeah, it was. I got a lot of respect for them for being, you know, that that heavy kind of for wearing the mask before Slipknot. Yes, right, trendsetters, dude. But that was cool as fuck to see. I like seeing inspiration come from nowhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you're completely blindsided by it. Hey, here's a cover of Pink Floyd. Like, and right before that, it's, you know, like, hypothetically, let's say, uh, you know, it's like Cannibal Corpse. This song's called I Come Blood. And then, like, you're like, okay, they play that. And they're like, all right, this next song's called Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> and, like, you're like, what? Where did this come from? It's inspiration, dude. Like, I never got to finish telling you, but uh, my last project before my drummer moved, we wrote a uh, metal cover of Too Many Puppies. Oh, my God. That would be... A- I was I was fucking uh, screaming that at work the other dude, day. Dude, it was so good, man. It was so fucking heavy. 
You put that shit in like drop A, it's out of this world. But then like, it's gonna stop. Too many puppies. Like, that's some shit we love, man. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. So that'd be fun to play. And um, I was like even YouTubing it, seeing if anybody ever did like a real good cover of it, and then. I never really found one. There was like one I seen of a live band, uh, and they're like, "All right, as soon as you guys know the song, start clapping." And they started playing it, and there's like three people in the crowd clapping. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like shout out to those three motherfuckers because they're cool. Yeah. You know, but where where do you where do you draw the line? You know. Uh, I would draw the line whenever, like, if Taylor Swift was like, this is a cover, this is a I Come Blood, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I would listen to it. That would be fucking sweet. Oh, man. All right, this is necropedophilia, everybody. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, dude, this is going to be a hit. <laughs> they really did that George Fisher guy a favor. The more you sing Cannibal Corpse, the thicker your neck gets until you're fucking corpse grinder. Yeah, fucking Taylor Swift comes out with her new album. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> he might have the biggest neck on the planet. Yeah. Either him or Corey Taylor. There's uh, nothing stronger than love. Except <laughs> Corpse Grinder's neck. <laughs> we were all getting drunk at my house one night. Had a fire. My buddy Kenny Zach. He's... <laughs> just, we were talking about uh, fucking Cannibal Corpse. And out of nowhere, Kenny's just on the couch drunk by himself. And he's like, George Corpse Grinder Fisher has the neck of a building. <laughs> I lost it. I was like, "Oh man, wow, that's a really big neck." You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I mean, if you were gonna cut his head off, you need one of those two-person saws. Fuck yeah! I uh, I watched him play live at Mayhem Fest, and he goes, "Okay, this next song's a headbanging competition." And they start playing, and he's like, <laughs> "Like fucking hair whipping," and then like the song stops, and he goes, "I win." <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, fuck yeah. It was like the fucking Mortal Kombat guy. Like, fatality. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't beat fucking Corpse Grinder. I, I, I saw them at Mayhem Festival as well, just because I wanted to say that I saw Cannibal Corpse. Dude. I am Ace Ventura now. Fuck yeah, dude. You know, um, Bunny and I were talking, and he was saying, you know, there's not a lot of, not a lot of covers that he likes. Because he's a big Originals fan. But he did tell me, like I said, uh, the Devil Driver. Sale. Yeah, but he likes Devil Driver. But Devil Driver's sweet. Devil Driver's pretty good. That actually, that cover made me learn that song. I was like, dude, sweet. There are there are a lot of, I mean, I would I would agree with them. There there aren't a lot of covers I do like. There are some that, there are some that I love, but then other ones are just. I'd prefer the original. Going off of what I just did. Although I I like Blue, I like Blue Monday by Orgy better than I do the original. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's got that industrial feel. It's, yeah. It's a little heavier. And you... Cars by Fear Factory. Mm. That song's fucking awesome. Their version of it's fucking awesome. And you got a shit ton of acoustic covers of songs. You know? Even like, I mean, you can't call it a cover if the band Limp did Limp Bizkit's cover of Faith. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, Limp Bizkit's cover of Behind Blue Eyes. I don't like that one. They covered The Who. Uh, you're a piece of shit, and your opinion doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. I thought it was pretty good. Coming from that bad boy vibe, I dug it, dude. I was like, man, that's sweet as shit. I want to see him do a cover of 
uh, the Bee Gees tragedy. I really want to see somebody do a cover of, uh, what is it, uh, Killing Me Softly by the Fugees? Yeah, but I don't think you'll see that. Now I'm going to go write one. Oh my god. Snoop Dogg, Sad But True. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? No. Oh my god. Oh wait, wait, the MTV icon? Yeah, the MTV yeah. icon. When he's yeah. like, it's so bad. Oh, it's, it's so bad. It's cringeworthy, but it's it's worth the watch. Oh my god, totally. I showed like I saw that and I showed everyone. I'm like, you have to fucking see this. He's just like, yeah, Snoop Talica, 2003. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Ford Escorts <laughs> with the lift. He literally sings like four words to the song. Yeah. On the other spectrum of that, uh, Sum 41 did a Metallica medley that night. Yeah, and it was pretty good. It was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Avril Lavigne did one, and it wasn't good. She did Fuel. Give me Fuel, give me Fire, give me Reba McIntyre. <laughs> oh, Reba McIntyre. You ever heard of... I showed you. He is legend. Uh, Remember that night at Todd's house? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, For some reason, every time we get drunk together, we just pass it. We're like, dude, listen to this. That's... Listen the to this. The best game. But uh, He Is Legend does, and this is what I want to do personally. If I ever do covers, I want to do country covers, like metal country covers. Because you got that southerny blues. Yeah. Fucking. But, um, you know, they didn't do it that bad. Or that heavy, rather. But uh, I was hoping I was getting a text message or like an email saying, don't come to work today. But. Yeah. We should just get an, a text message. That it didn't say, come to work today. Oh, yeah. But uh, he's legend does a cover of uh, Reba McIntyre's uh, uh, "Fancy." I don't know if you know the song. No, no. It's literally about a mom prostituting her daughter because they're out of money. Jesus, it's a fucked up song. You know what I mean? And you don't think about the lyrics really because you know it was one of them Billboard hits, and uh, it's like my mama bought me a fancy dress. And weird times rough, basically. Yeah. She says, fancy, be nice to them gentlemen, and they'll be nice to you. And she's like, I think 12. It's fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, they do a cover of it, man. And this is your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. And then like. Oh, I do that song. They throw the fucking that little guitar riff. Like, it's, it's, it's sweet. But going off of that shit, okay, uh, you even have covers on YouTube that are just straight acapella. Like, you have guys, like one dude in four frames, and he's doing every instrument with his mouth. Have you there, seen those? Um, like Uptown Funk. Uh, yeah, I've, see, I've seen some stuff like that. There's Oh, God. It was an episode of the, the Weekly Pickup with Jake and Ken where we talked about there was a cover that – I forget what it was now, but they, it was like a – it was some pop song at the time, but somebody did like a, a a more like jazzy cover of it. It was fucking great, but I can't think of who it was now because that was like f- three years, four years, three three years ago. I I mean most of your episodes are still up. We'll, we'll have to look at them. Yeah, yeah, they are all still. nine minutes apiece. Because YouTube wouldn't let me upload anymore. Because than, you didn't fucking verify your email account. Because I didn't verify my email account because I didn't know that was a thing because we were <laughs> going to do a podcast and then just it never worked out. Now here we are, dude. And now here we are. And we should get Jake on the show. 
I would love to have Jake on the show. That would be fucking sweet. Yeah. Get him in his leather jacket and his fucking sunglasses. Sunday Sunday nights are his nights off. Oh, that'd be perfect. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a rare Saturday version here. Yeah, he can play the uh, bass guitar, too. He can play a lot of guitars. He can play a lot of guitars. He's a really good instrumentalist. Yeah. He's the first one who showed me... um, We can talk about bloodstained tears. He's the first one who showed me uh, Third Eye Blind's um, Slow Motion. We're sitting here and he just starts playing on a guitar. I was like, what the fuck is this? Two lines of coke that I cut with drain. <laughs> yeah, those lyrics are fucking dark. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But you know, they're in essence is a cover. This guy fucking playing a thing. Yeah. Know? I really like that you said tribute band tonight though. That was that's a... me and my uh me and my buddy Dave Peters, we got in an argument. Like, what is a cover band? Is it a cover band or is it a covers band? It's a tribute band. If, if you it's do a tribute all band, the same by the same artist. Exactly. It has to all be by the same artist though. Okay, so what Dave said was if you have a cover band, are they a covers band because they play multiple covers? Or are they a cover band? They're a cover band. But he, he keeps arguing with me, saying that they're covers band. No, it's a cover band. Yeah. They cover songs. Cover's a weird word. Now we keep saying it a lot. I keep thinking about it. Yeah. It's like the word shovel. Blight. It's just weird. Or H. Oh, are you talking about doing some H? No, like <laughs> the letter H. Oh. Like, think about spelling the letter H. E-I-G-T-C-H. H. Or you could just put an H. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. So what? Is, so what? What is your favorite cover? My favorite cover. If you had to pick one favorite cover song, what would it be? I don't know, dude. It's rough. Yeah, it's hard. Fuck, I got like three. It's it's hard. I don't think I really have a favorite one per se, but there's just a, there there's ones that I just really like. Um, I can't remember the band name, but this is in my top five. But my wife showed it to me, which like, remember I told you where she came from, <laughs> and then I introduced her all this shit. But anyway, she shows me there's a fucking metal cover of InSync's Pop, and dude, they hit it so good. It's sweet. I can't remember the band name. But uh, I would say top three, um, that Let It Go cover. I also very like uh, that World Alive's cover of Heartless. And uh, I forget the band name, but it's off of Pop Goes Punk. They do Bad Romance. It's sweet. It's sweet. Just the whole fucking pop goes punk shit, man. When they fucking do rap covers, it's so dope. But what about you? I I don't really. I wouldn't say I really have. I don't know. I don't really have one or three. I just there's just covers because like I I enjoy I enjoy the old Crow Medicine Show version of Wagon Wheel, but I think that's only because like that was something that. I have a lot of memories attached to that song because it was something that was like my friend would always play in college. Do you not like Hootie's version? No, not really. 
It's too done up for me. There's too much going on. I just like the simple, hey, you know, acoustic guitar, like, you know. Yeah. Like, I watched an interview. None of those fancy violins are just simple. Yeah, there's an interview of them, like, on the street, and they start playing that. Because that's what they started out as, you know, just a little street corner band. Yeah. And they had played Wagon Wheel, and somebody seen it and picked them up. They are like, dude, that's pretty good. It's pretty dope. Yeah. That's, all right. That's cool. And then that Negative Creek version. Because oh. it's just heavy. Just so heavy. I actually go on YouTube a lot and I watch like drum covers or guitar covers. Yeah. Because like, I think I think it's fun to watch somebody else like, you know. Shred it out. Yeah. Usually whenever I'm drunk, I'm like, I want to see somebody do this on drums. I didn't think about that. Dude, that yeah, that's a whole other aspect of Yeah, that's, that's a whole you're just watching somebody play like a version like um Cole Cole he did a um cover of Polaris by Human Abstract and it was on YouTube. I don't I couldn't find it anymore, but it, he fucking nailed it. Really? Yeah. He can't play it anymore though. Cole P. Emery. Yeah. Could play the human abstract on drums. No, no, guitar. He did a guitar cover of Polaris. Really? Yeah. It was fucking awesome. I didn't know he was that talented. Yeah. Well, he, he... I feel like if I sat down, I could do it. Well, that's why he was... He, he actually, you know, tried to do it. Yeah. He was like, I want to cover this song. So he just kept on trying to... There's a guy I watch on Twitch, uh, Sam Zeldin. And this guy plays by ear. And his warm-up song is uh, The Human Abstract. And uh, it's uh, Vela... Together we await the storm. Yeah, that song's fucking. That's awesome. his warm-up song. That song's fucking. Like it's uh, every time I see him do it, I'm like, that's my favorite Human Abstract song next to their cover of Beethoven when they did Moonlight Sonata. Moonlight Sonata's my favorite Beethoven song. It's my favorite Human Abstract song. They did it first. <laughs> This Beethoven guy's about to blow up. <laughs> human Abstract did them a favor. Yeah, Human Abstract. These guys a favor, man. Fuck. There's something else I was just about to say. Oh, um, covers of other instruments. That was like their last recording they did, too, I'm pretty sure. Luke Holland? Have you ever heard of him? Uh, no. Talked about this with Plinko. Uh, but he does uh, Skrillex covers just on drums. So it's like a techno song on an acoustic drum set. Wow. That's weird. It's cooler than fuck. Really? Yeah. And I mean, fuck is pretty cool. <laughs> but on a scale of one to fuck, this is like, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're getting around that time limit right now. You got to... You got stuff to do, right? I have work to get to. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, our job sucks. We have been working uh, six days for sounds like May three years. It's been a bitch. Um, I currently have Monday and Tuesday off because we're going back down to Virginia and. Uh, they let you slide on the six days if you have a vacation day. They're like, yeah, you can go ahead and just use your vacation time. That way, 
You don't have any more when we need you to work. Go ahead. Yeah. It's good for you. <laughs> so sadly, Kenny has to work today. So we did a Saturday episode. I felt good about it. It's like I felt guilty about drinking beers in front of you, though. You were cracking them, but you were just like, I'm bringing two over now. Double crack. <laughs> Fucking fist in these bitches. Yeah! I drank that Deer Park in front I of me. I love the... cocaine! Sorry. Dr. Rock, the rock and roll clown. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Kenny always brings over a sequin jail to my house. He walked in with a fucking, what is that, a 24-ounce fucking Deer Park? 33.8-ounce. A 33.8-ounce Deer Park water. Uh, Kenny and I have this inside joke. Just so you guys are on the inside, you know what I mean? Um, say, like, I bring, like, you know, some certain meal to, to work. It'll be, like, chicken parmesan. Kenny would be like, hey, is that chicken marsala? I'd be like, yeah. And he walks in my house with a Deer Park water. And I'm like, yo, dude, is that a sequin jail? And he's like, yeah, it's a Deer Park. And I'm like, oh, a Deer Park sequence. Sick, dude. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about next week? Well, I kind of feeling um, we should do an episode on female leads. Yeah, yeah. Because... You know, try, not trying to get into the debate, but dude, like, um, I have a lot of female-driven bands that I fucking love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Hopefully Baby Metal is not one of them. I fucking <laughs> love Baby Metal. You know, you got bands like... Uh, Remember how you told me that my opinion isn't shit? Yeah. Well, your opinion isn't <laughs> shit. Fuck Baby Metal. Now... Love baby metal. Well, I don't like baby metal, but you know, I respect. What it's they crazy do. how big they got. I, I I don't I don't really care for the music, but I I respect them and I like what they do. Cool, so. cool. Yeah, my wife just recently, um, she just last night actually, she discovered Ginger. Oh, jeez. And we're like, uh, she took the car, so she uh, picked me up from work. We're driving home. She's like, Do you know who this is? <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ginger? And she's like, ah, oh, I just found them out. And I was like, right? And then Pisces came on. I was like, this is their most popular song right now. And uh, they're cool as fuck. What is it? Uh, Eagle Flies Alone by... I can't remember. We'll talk about this. Yes, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get into Next it. Week. We'll get into it. Next week. It's crazy to see a metal band driven by a female lead, especially when you hear them vocals and you're like, what? Like, I wrestled a bear once. If you've ever heard her sing and you thought that was a man, you're in the 90th percentile because everybody else thought that as well. <laughs> I just found out it was a woman. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I wrestled a bear once, dude. She even does that opera shit, man. Yeah. She'll go like these deep lows and then just go into opera singing, and you're like, how in the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool people. Cool people. I wish I met her. Awkward silence. Oh, geez. That was loud. Yeah. Jesus. Like, Jesus. Fuck. All right. 
Okay. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. It's your boy J-Dubs and Kenny G on the motherfucking mic. And this is the Extraordinary Expletive. Thank you for tuning in. Please check out. What? You just started us an Instaclam, didn't you? We just got an Instaclam. And we, we also have a twatter? I did not get to the twatter yet. I thought I got an email in my shit. Oh, yeah, 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 because I needed the... Never mind. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. we'll get to it. I need the, the activation code. Oh, man, you should text me again yeah, because I got the email for it. <laughs> I was like, um, what is this? All right. Yeah. But yeah, um, guys, check us out. Facebook is popping right now. Um, we need to get up on the Insta, uh, we need Instaclaim to, game. We need to get, I want to get 500 likes. 500 followers at least. Um, just hit 1,000 followers on my Savage page. So, like, yeah, I'm stoked to see where this goes. We'll you know see. What I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, guys, check us out. Facebook.com slash Extraordinary Expletive. Same goes with our Instagram. Um, our YouTube, we have not developed enough following yet to get a um, specific handle. So our, our handle is like 9x197p42. I'm kidding. Those numbers are just random. But yeah. that's pretty much what it is. So, yeah, just smash that like button. Tell your friends to smash that like button. Let us know what you want to hear. And, yeah, come on back next week. Yeah. My favorite thing is, like, you know, we're uh, broadly talking about genres right now. But after these said genres, we can literally get really in-depth with one band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, this band was, like, the forefront of this. Yeah. Like, let's go from there. And where do they come from? What do they do? So if you guys have a band or... A genre you guys want us to talk about any topic yeah i mean fuck if you want us to talk about kitchen tongs dude let me know like i'll do some goddamn research i don't mind we'll figure it out yeah all right guys all tune right. in next week good night keep keep stay, keep it real yeah keep it real S- san stay, diego stay classy san diego stay classy san diego yeah that's it fuck what you heard this what you hear it